back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Hump Day to all of you. My name's Nate Brennan. He is not the Husker Hall of Famer. He's Nick Sainert. Strick had to jump out there for just a second. I I, I, I heard Evan Bland was joining oh, this well, segment, yeah, so yeah, so I, I had you. to I had to say hello to my my guy Evan. That is true. Well, we do call him the Swiss Army Knife around here because we throw <laughs> basically any and every sport at him, and he always has an answer. So four zero two four six four five six eight five. Sorry, I'm in text line Honda Lincoln Hotline. As always, we want to hear from you, and we're gonna head to the Honda Lincoln Hotline where we do have the Swiss Army Knife of the Omaha World Herald, Evan Bland. Evan, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Yeah, we got Nick in the house, too. This is uh, quite the segment. <laughs> yeah, we got a little bit of a party going on here in the studio. We don't have Strict, though, so unfortunately uh, we, 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 we are going to miss him for this segment. That's okay. Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, joining us. Evan, first thing I got to ask you, uh, we, we haven't talked about the Matt Rule hire yet. Just first reactions from the press conference. Well, I figured he would nail it and he did i mean i'm the kind of guy who i went back and listened to his introductory press conferences at temple baylor and carolina really and yeah just you know that's just the kind of guy i am and and it was he followed a similar script i mean he always mentions his his wife and his kids he always finds a way to really uh localize the school or the, the program or the franchise that he's going to just like he did with nebraska he's uh, you know, he's not short on opening statements. He, he has stories, um, and he's, you know, he's dynamic up there. I think there's no doubt about it. it, it yeah. You can tell that he's the son of a preacher. I mean, mm-hmm. he, the way that uh, he just goes about making his points, the inflections, the cadence, all that stuff. Um, and, you know, as, as Trev Albert said months ago, it wasn't about finding a coach that could win the press conference. Um, Matt Rule did do that, so... You know, I, I suppose in that sense, um, Trev went a different direction than maybe he initially thought. But there's no doubt uh, in front of a BTN live audience, hundreds of people in the Hawks Center watching and uh, a lot of people wanting his attention. Uh, he came out and delivered on day one. Evan, I, I, I'm right there with you, man. I, I, I was five rows into uh, or I was sitting five rows away from from Matt Rule. And, and it's obvious he kind of captivated that audience a big audience that was there on on monday afternoon now i guess in addition to that not to break it down piece by piece but something that really stuck out to me was matt rule saying how much that he and his family want to be a part of this community he made a reference about being at the local diner on sunday morning and and things like that and that you're going to see his family out and about and you want he wants them to to be a, a part of this community how refreshing after these four and a half years that Nebraska fans have endured um, and and went through and suffered. Um, how how refreshing was that to kind of hear that you have a coach now that not only is aligned with what Trev Alberts kind of wants out of a guy, but also wants to be involved in the community that uh, of Lincoln, I suppose. Yeah, I, I thought that was notable. Certainly one of those things that stood out. And you know, you think back five years ago and. When Scott Frost came in, uh, his family wasn't there. And in in fact, he warned media members at that time not to call his parents, not Mm -hmm. to take pictures of his kid, um, anything like that. Like he just he had a a certain view of what Lincoln and what sort of the the Husker fishbowl was like. And he wanted to set a tone. And, you know, Matt Rule, a much different situation. I mean, his his wife and children were in the front row. 
he was tweeting out uh, pictures on social media of his daughters imitating the uh, you know the the celebratory scream that uh, that he had up in his pictures uh, during the the press conference. And so yeah, it, it's definitely different. You know, you think back to Nebraska coaches over the years. Um, you know, Bill Callahan was not a guy who necessarily put himself out there. Bo Pelini was kind of the same way. Mike Riley maybe a little bit more. Um, and then kind of like you mentioned, Scott Frost didn't really want a part of that public eye. And so you kind of go the other way with Matt Rule now where uh, he's comfortable up there. He's got a little bit, and maybe people don't like to hear this, but it's true. He's got a little bit of P.J. Fleck in him, I think, where he can uh, you know, go on with with his values and articulate those and, and inspire people with those. And I mean, even since his press conference Monday, he's gone on, I think two different NFL podcasts and uh, had it. He's had an interview with NFL network last week. So he's a guy who's not uh, afraid to put himself out there to, to express himself. And um, certainly there are a lot of things I thought that, that perked my attention from the press conference, but one of them, no doubt was the fact that, yeah, they're not afraid to, live their lives, to step out, and um, to be a public figure in a place where everybody's going to recognize who he is. Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, joining us. Evan, uh, a big part of what Matt Rule has talked about and preached, and, and we've seen it in his other programs, is development. When you hear that and you look at the current state of the program and the roster, do you think, as Husker fans, we should anticipate kind of a longer rebuild, or, or do you want to see something happen right away? Well, the timeline question is interesting, and he was asked about that Monday and, and didn't really want to you know, put a, a timeline on it. He said nobody's going to want to win quicker than he will. Right. Um, but it's interesting because you look at the turnarounds at Temple and at Baylor, and they followed very similar paths where you had a, a rough first year where there were double-digit losses, then you were about 500 in year two, and then by year three you're talking double-digit wins, top 25 rankings, and all the rest. And so you wonder – um, you know, is Nebraska on that same track? And, and part of me thinks it could actually happen quicker just because of how the landscape of college football has changed since he went pro at the end of the 2019 season, where uh, now you have the transfer portal. Now you have uh, name image likeness considerations that can be assets to you. So he did, he, Matt Rule did his rebuilds elsewhere, sort of the traditional way where you right. stack recruiting classes, you rely on development, rely on, on your scouting eye and finding maybe some diamonds in the rough and, and some different athletes. And so I, I think he'll continue to do that, um, and, and that's been reflected in some of the offers that he's made looking for speed, even just in these first few days. But I do think uh, as a guy who has always been looking for that edge, he has, has sort of gone headfirst into what can they do in the transfer portal? What can they do uh, relying on the 1890 Initiative Collective to – help attract other recruits. And so it's a different sort of rebuild for Matt Rule because this is a traditional blue blood. He can look up and see national championships on the on the facade at Memorial Stadium. Temple and Baylor uh, were not this way. They, they both were programs um, that, that struggled in major ways. And while Nebraska has struggled on the field, the support system, all the stuff uh, sort of behind the scenes is really strong. So I, to me, I don't see this as something that needs to take three or four or five years. I, I think, you know, you look around college football, see what USC has done this year with a new coach and a and a strong vision and how quickly that thing can turn. To me, it's uh, very realistic to think six wins is the minimum for next year. And then after that, 
um, you know, who knows what the limit could be. We're speaking to Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Evan, when you look, I mean, one of the knocks that we've heard not only on our shows but throughout social media and and throughout the entire 70-day process that Nebraska was trying to find their next head coach was uh, you need a good recruiter in here. And that kind of goes off of your point where you have multiple avenues of where you could build a roster and maybe sustain success through whether that's the transfer portal, whether that's through you know high school recruiting classes or even JUCO guys. One thing, that, one knock that we've heard on our shows here through the text line has been that his Matt Rule's recruiting classes haven't been the greatest. But once again, as Nate said earlier, and you talked about development has been something that Matt Rule kind of hangs his hat on. Um, does that come down to evaluation when we see Matt Rule's style and, and how he likes to operate? It's that hardworking grinder mentality. I mean, does that give you kind of comfort that Nebraska, their recruiting classes in the future here might not be the sexiest in terms of stars and ratings, but the evaluation may be better than in years past? Yeah, I think that's fair. And the recruiting piece, I mean, that's all a great point because. I mean, think back the last four or five years, Nebraska, I, I think for three or four years running, had the top-rated uh, recruiting class in the Big Ten West. Mm-hmm. And what did it get them? It got them a lot of attrition. It got them guys who sort of plateaued as freshmen. And they're just that's kind of where they stayed. And so I, I think, you know, if you want to, um, you know, take that next step, you have to be more willing to, to almost take sort of the Iowa approach where, where Iowa has been a team that was in the thirties and forties in terms of its recruiting rankings. And those guys develop. And by the time they go out, I mean, you know what, they're NFL players and, and they get drafted and they go into the league. And I think what we've seen with Matt rule at temple and Baylor reflects that as well. I mean, they, there are so many stories when you start looking back on his history there as a, as a head coach of guys who are two stars or who are no stars and they were developed uh, and, and, and went on from there. I mean, Hassan Reddick is sort of the, one of the, the exhibit A's, I suppose, from what he's done. He was a, a walk-on, not even a preferred walk-on at Temple, and now he's an NFL linebacker, was a first-round pick in 2017. So they come from all sorts of different places. Um, it's not to say that they won't pursue four-star players or five-star players, but I think what Matt Rule said on Monday also resonates uh, with, with Nebraska fans in that, yeah, you look around and every year there are guys who are high NFL draft picks who came from FCS programs because they were overlooked in one form or another. And his point is, why can't those guys be at Nebraska? And I think when you look at even the you know 10 or so offers that they've made since he's been here, uh, there's been an emphasis on athleticism. You look at the verified speed. That was something that, that he built programs on elsewhere, uh, track speed specifically, if you can find those speed guys on the edge, and then you can build – sound uh, lines of scrimmage from the inside out, you have something uh, pretty good to start with. And so I think we're already starting to see that vision executed a little bit. I would, I would be um, surprised if Nebraska offers as many recruits and prospects under rule as they did under Frost. I mean, they were typically over 400 offers, which was like a top 10 number uh, of most offers. I don't think we're going to see that. I think you'll see um, the power of, of vision and, and guys who, who know what they want even if the stars don't necessarily say, hey, this is the best guy out there. 
Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald joining us. Yeah, Evan, I, I think I saw a stat the other day that Wisconsin has the eighth most players in the NFL or something like that, and they're usually in the 20s, 30s, maybe even 40s for recruiting too. So Evan, this is a good example of that. Evan, does that number or that idea that, that Matt Rule might not offer guys or as many guys as Frost did, obviously, does that speak to them kind of having an identity of what they want to do, something that Husker fans have kind of been starving for for these last couple of years? Well, I think it can. I mean, and I'll be really interested to see what they do because the previous regime, their philosophy in offering so many people was an offer is not necessarily committable, yeah. quote unquote, but it sort of starts the conversation. So if you are offering a kid on a coast, it doesn't mean that they can just say yes and they're aboard. What it means is then they're interested in, in making an official visit. And as we know, Nebraska has most of its success when it gets kids on campus. Mm-hmm. Matt Rule, when you look at what he did at Baylor, his offers were about half that. I mean, he offered, eh, you know, right around 200 or so uh, kids in the two cycles that he was um, really rolling there. And so I'll be curious to see if that was more because of the the specific traits that they were looking for, or if that was more just a product of, hey, we're in the heart of Texas, and, you know, we don't have to spread ourselves out across the nation trying to find guys who want to come visit. So I think it could go either way, but I do think, Regardless of the sport, there's just there's a lot of value in knowing what you're looking for and being bold enough to say, hey, you know, this guy might be a two star and it might not look good on our recruiting rankings. But having the the conviction to know that this is somebody that you can develop, that this is somebody that you want in the room and then executing that. And I think the fact that he's done that at previous stops, it does it does fascinate me to see how they're going to approach this thing at Nebraska when the resources, the expectations are a lot bigger. Evan, last question I got for you. Um, The elephant in the room, this coaching staff is starting to be assembled. How do you evaluate what's happened so far? Knowing that there's only $7 million to spend, a few guys are already uh, being offered, and still the 30th of November, about to enter December, about to get into some serious recruiting time period, we still don't know about Mickey Joseph. So, so how do you evaluate that situation? How that's going to play out? Yeah, I mean it's it's ongoing. That's certainly the thing on a lot of people's minds. That's what I get asked more than anything else. Really, is what about Mickey? Right. And that's a testament to what he did and, and how he carried himself and, and motivated the team this year. So I think he's earned that. Um, but yeah, I mean, sort of the the deadline was always Monday, the fifth, when. The transfer portal opens up, right. and you're trying to keep your own guys. You're trying to go out and build a roster elsewhere. You're you're also creeping up on early signing day, uh, or a week or so after that. So certainly they're motivated to resolve this thing, and maybe that'll be today. Maybe it'll be tomorrow, um, whatever it might be. But I thought, and, and I wrote about this today off of a, a podcast that Matt Rule was on yesterday where he talked about the value of bringing in his guys and when you look at the staff right now he's, he's hired about half of his on-field staff depending on how some things shake out and every single one of them have worked with Matt Rule at some point in his last decade as a head coach somewhere and his point on the podcast was you know when he was at Carolina one thing that he he felt like he made a mistake in was hiring a coach or an assistant who had good experience and maybe a good resume, but didn't necessarily believe in the way that they go about it. And that's kind of hearkening back to what we just talked about with development and how you identify players. And so, I mean, he was pretty upfront about it and said, most of these guys are going to be my guys. They're going to be people who 
sort of see things and, and, and uh, approach things the way that I do. So uh, does does what Mickey Joseph do, does what he does, does that align with Matt Rule? We'll find out. Um, but I think they also understand, and, and just like Bill Bush understood, as, as he's not uh, going to be retained, that it's sort of the nature of the beast that when a new staff comes in, they're going to bring their own guys in too. So we'll see how it resolves, um, but there's no doubt about it that this is going to be one of those first big decisions that the new head coach makes that's going to get the attention of the fan base one way or the other. Evan, it's going to be a busy off season. If people want to get more great content from you, how can they do so? Same as always, Omaha.com, Omaha World Herald, at Evan Bland, O-W-H. Uh, my colleagues have been writing some really good stuff too. And, man, we're just getting started. It feels like, uh, you know, even though the season just ended, we got a whole new one getting rolling right now. Mm-hmm. That is the truth. Evan, we appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. All right, there he goes, Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald. Nick, we didn't get to it, but I usually ask him some about baseball, but to be yeah. honest with you, there's literally nothing going on with baseball right now. Yeah, there's, they this got is a, the most dead time of the I, baseball I will say the baseball, the baseball uh, schedule came out a couple weeks ago, and Vanderbilt and Ole Miss are on their mm-hmm. roster in the in the. Uh, at tournament yeah, that they're playing Minnesota's up at USA or US Bank Stadium up there. So yeah. who who knows what's going to happen. So Omaha World Herald, Evan will get you up to date with baseball stuff going on too because oh, here yeah. heading into January, February, you'll want to know about the Huskers. Hopefully they can turn around. We got to take a quick break. Uh, we should be playing Shootout with Strick. Yeah, if not, I think he'll be back. If not, we'll play Shootout with Nick. Yeah, we'll figure How it out. How's that sounds? But we're going to give away $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings regardless. Go ahead and give us a call, 402-464-5685. Shootout with Strick coming up next on The Block.